Okay, friends, let's do this. This is part three of the Atomic Habits series where I am basically just reading you what I highlighted in the book. If you're new here, go back a couple of episodes. Let's start with part one because I intro this series and I share part one, which is making it obvious. I covered making it attractive last week and this week we are going to make it easy. I like this one, baby, because we got to make this stuff easy. Do we not? Because if it's not uh, easy, we're not going to do it. And that is the third law here in Atomic Habits. So let me go through this book here and tell you some things that I highlighted. When you're in motion, you're planning and strategizing and learning. And those are all good things, but they do not produce a result. Action, on the other hand, is the type of behavior that will deliver an outcome. If I outline 20 ideas for articles that I want to write, that is motion. If I actually sit down and write an article, that's action. Motion makes you feel like you're getting things done, but really you're just preparing to get something done. When preparation becomes a form of procrastination, you need to change something. You don't want to merely be planning. You want to be practicing. If you want to master a habit, the key is to start with repetition, not perfection. You don't need to map out every feature of a new habit. You just need to practice it. You just need to get your reps in. There's nothing magical about time passing with regard to habit formation. It doesn't matter if it's been 21 days or 30 days or 300 days. What matters is the rate at which you perform the behavior. You could do something twice in 30 days or 200 times. It's the frequency that makes the difference. Your current habits have been internalized over the course of hundreds, if not thousands, of repetitions. New habits require the same level of frequency. You need to string together enough successful attempts until the behavior is firmly embedded in your mind. Every action requires a certain amount of energy. The more energy required, the less likely it is to occur. And the less energy a habit requires, the more likely it is to occur. The greater the obstacle, that is the more difficult the habit, the more friction there is between you and your desired end state. This is why it is crucial to make your habits so easy that you'll do them even when you don't feel like it. If you can make your good habits more convenient, you'll be more likely to follow through on them. One of the most effective ways to reduce the friction associated with your habits is to practice environment design. For example, When deciding where to practice a new habit, it's best to choose a place that's already along the path of your daily routine. Habits are easier to build when they fit into the flow of your life. I like to refer to this strategy as addition by subtraction. The phrase addition by subtraction is also used by teams and businesses to describe removing people from a group in order to make the team stronger overall. When we remove the points of less friction that sap our time and energy, we can achieve more with less effort. Successful companies design their products to automate, eliminate, or simplify as many steps as possible. The central idea is to create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. Much of the battle of building better habits comes down to finding ways to reduce the friction associated with our good habits and increase the friction 
associated with our bad ones. A little bit of friction can be the difference between sticking with a good habit or sliding into a bad one. Imagine the cumulative impact of making dozens of these changes and living in an environment designed to make the good behaviors easier and the bad behaviors harder. Whether we approach behavior change as an individual, a parent, a coach, a leader, we should ask ourselves the same question. How can we design a world where it's easy to do what's right? Redesign your life so the actions that matter most are the actions that are the easiest to do. Researchers estimate that 40 to 50% of our actions on any given day are done out of habit. This is already a substantial percentage, but the true influence of your habits is even greater than these numbers suggest. Habits are automatic choices that influence the conscious decisions that follow. Yes, a habit can be completed in just a few seconds, but it can also shape the actions that you take for minutes or hours afterward. Habits are like the entrance ramp to a highway. They lead you down a path, and before you know it, you're speeding toward the next behavior. It seems to be easier to continue what you are already doing than to start doing something different. So the difference between a good day and a bad day is often just a few productive and healthy choices made at decisive moments. Each one is like a fork in the road, and these choices stack up throughout the day and can ultimately lead to very different outcomes. We're limited by where our habits lead us. This is why mastering the decisive moments throughout your day is so important. Each day is made up of many moments, but it is really a few habitual choices that determine the path you take. These little choices stack up, each one setting the trajectory for how you spend the next chunk of time. Habits are the entry point, not the end point. They're the cab, not the gym. Here is a two-minute rule. Even when you know you should start small, it's easy to start too big. When you dream about making a change, excitement inevitably takes over and you end up trying to do too much too soon. The most effective way I know to counteract this tendency is to use the two-minute rule, which states, when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. You'll find that nearly any habit can be scaled down into a two-minute version. Read before bed each night becomes read one page. Do 30 minutes of yoga becomes take out my yoga mat. Study for class becomes open my notes. Fold the laundry becomes fold one pair of socks. Run three miles becomes tie my running shoes. The idea is to make your habits as easy as possible to start. This is a powerful strategy because once you've started doing the right thing, it is much easier to continue doing it. A new habit shouldn't feel like a challenge. The actions that follow can be challenging, but the first two minutes should be easy. What you want is a gateway habit that naturally leads you down a more productive path. The point is to master the habit of showing up. The truth is a habit must be established before it can be improved. As you master the art of showing up, the first two minutes simply become a ritual at the beginning of a larger routine. This is not merely a hack to make habits easier, but actually the ideal way to master a difficult skill. The more you ritualize the beginning of a process, the more likely it becomes that you can slip into the state of deep focus that's required to do great things. At some point, once you've established the habit and you're showing up each day, you can combine the two-minute rule with a technique we call habit shaping to scale your habit back up toward your ultimate goal. 
Start by mastering the first two minutes of the smallest version of the behavior, then advance to an intermediate step and repeat the process. Focusing on just the first two minutes and mastering that stage before moving on to the next level. Because eventually you'll end up with the habit you had originally hoped to build while still keeping your focus where it should be, which is on the first two minutes of the behavior. Sometimes success is less about making good habits easy and more about making bad habits hard. So this is an inversion of the third law of behavior change, which means make the bad habit difficult. A commitment device is a choice you make in the present that controls your actions in the future. It's a way to lock in future behavior, bind you to good habits, and restrict you from bad ones. Commitment devices are useful because they enable you to take advantage of good intentions before you can fall victim to temptation. Whenever I'm looking to cut calories, for example, I'll ask the waiter to split my meal and box half of it before the meal is served. If I waited until the meal came out and I told myself, I'll just eat half, that would never work. The best way to break a bad habit is just to make it impractical to do. Increase the friction until you don't have the option to act. This is how you break a bad habit. You reduce exposure. Remove the cues of your bad habits from your environment. Make it unattractive, reframe your mindset, highlight the benefits to avoid those bad habits. Make it difficult, increase friction, increase the number of steps between you and your bad habits. Use a commitment device, restrict your future choices to the ones that benefit you. If you wanna make it easy, you reduce friction, you decrease the number of steps between you and your good habits. Prime the environment. Prepare your environment to make future actions easier. Master the decisive moment. Optimize the small choices that deliver outsized impact. Use the two-minute rule. Downscale your habits until they can be done in two minutes or less. And finally, automate your habits. Invest in technology and one-time purchases that lock in future behavior. That is it for the third law, which is make it easy. The fourth law is make it satisfying, and I will get into that in the next episode.